on today. Amen. For our <clears throat> morning worship. Amen. We're just grateful for God allowing us just another opportunity to to be in his presence this Sunday morning, this Sunday afternoon. Amen. We're grateful for those that are all in attendance on today. That God would just bless you mightily on today. That you would get something from this that will help you during the week. That it will help you um, even on your life's journey. Amen. We're just, we just come together on today and just be in worship mode. So I'm just asking you to prepare your minds and your spirits. Amen. For this worship. Amen. I'm just going to to um, to just allow God to do what He is is intending to do, God, for this this Sunday. And we don't have any agenda. Amen. We don't have any um, any uh, order of service. So if God has laid something on your heart that you would like to to say or or even speak about, right now is the time to do that. Um, give you an opportunity to have a testimony. If you have a testimony, please do so now. Or it may be a song that may be on your heart that you want to sing or, or give us today. You have an opportunity to do that as well. So this, the floor is now open. Amen. For a testimony or someone, if they have a song on their heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. There may be one. Amen. Something on their heart. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I didn't want to bring that I didn't want to let this opportunity pass without saying to the Lord that just just thank you. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Just thank you. Hallelujah. I'm just grateful. Come what may, I'm just grateful. Amen. I thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Liz. We thank God for you. Amen. There may be another. Come quickly. Come quickly. Amen. Come quickly. There may be another. Amen. Amen. If there is no other, amen. I'm going to ask... Um, Elder, if she has a song on her heart, that she would give us a song. Amen. Elder, do you have a song in your heart? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our How great, how great is our God. 
worship experience and what God is doing. Amen. I'm so grateful again for those that are in attendance on today. We thank God for our guests on today. We thank God for Cairo. Amen. He had contacted me yesterday and wanted to know the information for today. So Cairo, we are so grateful for you to be a part of our worship experience. May God truly bless you. Amen. Know that, Amen. that your church loves you. Amen. We are so grateful to have you listening in today amen if you go with me real quick and and we won't be before you long but i believe there's a word for today and just go with me as we go into prayer amen so father god we love you god we thank you god we thank you for this opportunity god just to come before your people god with this word father god that you have sent from heaven god let it not go upon deaf ears but let it be something god that is life-changing for the people hide me behind the throne in the name of jesus god let them see none of eli father but let them see the pastor that dwells that you have called to be your servant in these last and evil days father god that this word may go forth in jesus name we pray amen <coughs> amen the devil's not gonna start today amen but if you will go with me amen to first corinthian the 13th chapter amen first corinthian the 13th chapter amen bless the name of jesus hallelujah first corinthian 
the 13th chapter. Amen. 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. Amen. Amen. Bless the name of Jesus. Amen. Bless the name of Jesus. Amen. Bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You said first Corinthians, right? The 13th chapter. Hallelujah. First Corinthians. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I'm trying to put it on the thing as well so people can understand where I'm what I'm coming from today. Amen. Bless the name of God. Love you all today. Thank God for you. Amen. <clears throat> First Corinthians. 13th chapter, starting at the very, at the fourth verse. Amen. And it says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It also protects, always trusts always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like the child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away childish behaviors behind me. For now we see only reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, hallelujah, faith, hope, and love but the greatest of these is love hallelujah the greatest of these is love amen first corinthians 13 4 through 13 is what i just read love has many definitions and meanings god's definition of love is grieved deeply over the evil in the world but rejoices over truth. Love comes and sits with you and helps you when you are feeling low 
and it finds out what's going on with you. It shows empathy towards you and believes in you. Love expects your comes, accepts your coming through just as God has planned for your life. And love carries you all the way to your end. Some love, as media will tell us, is that we need someone or somebody or a partner to find love. Media displays love as this solid solution with affection, romantic relations, and a stability that can only be found when we have a connection with others. And that true love is found in others instead of within ourselves. I come to kill this at the root. This is not love. You have been deceived once again. The word love appears 686 times in the NIV version of the Bible. 425 times in the Old Testament and 261 times in the New. In the Old Testament, the meanings are in the Hebrew language. And in the New Testament, it is the Greek. The author C.S. Lewis breaks it down into four categories of love. And Eli has a few herself. The first one that U.S. I mean, C.S. Lewis uses is Storge. It is a term for love that means family love, the affection bond that develops naturally between parents and children. My God, brothers and sisters are examples of love. Even Jacob, for the love of his sons, displays Storge's love. Even the strong bond of Mary and Martha that they have for Lazarus, their brother, shows Storge love. This type of love is a bond that is never broken, and it is one that is exemplified through strong families. I know personally about Storge's love. My family is not something you want to mess with, nor play with. 19 brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. If someone says that there's something wrong in our family. One of us or all of us are coming. Hallelujah. We'll drop titles and occupations to defend our siblings, won't we? Brianna can even experience this even in her younger days when it came to Brandon and Brittany. Brianna was the one to first have a, a butt whooping to someone if they mess with her siblings. Regina, even herself, is looking for her sister's ex-boyfriend to this day for what he did to her. We are naturally trained to defend and fight for our families. We all have in, heard this and are in this. If we hear something that's going on with our children, we're first to be on our way. Hallelujah. Strojay puts you in the mood of, I wish a Negro would mess with my family. I'm sure that most of us, even on this service today, have storage type of love. Then there is philos. Philo is the love between friends. This type of love is required for me. When I get friends, I put them in a place where I hold my family. I have associates that aren't friends. 
Some people you just can't connect with. You have those that aren't bad people, but just don't have the, the same personality or something that connects with me. So those people are considered as associates. Even Jesus had friends and he had associates. He had 12 close friends, but three of them was his peeps. And John was his best friend. I have some very close childhood friends going back almost 40 years. We may not speak every day. We may not talk every day, but those people are people that I consider my friends. I even have a best friend, Stacy, CEO, that I consider as like my sister, my, my, my bro. And this is somebody that is very close to me that is considered my friend. Then you have those that can say that that's your friends, but every time that you turn around, these people are those that stab you in the back and, and hurt your heart and those that you can't even, you thought that you had a connection to, but you really don't have a connection to because their agenda for you was wrong. Their, their attitudes towards you was wrong. They weren't in the right hope for you. It was, it was something else about their agenda that wasn't right, that God even showed you signs in the beginning that these were just associates and not your true friends. But because of the love of Christ that we have for our, our fellow people that we thought can, we can allow in, we allow things to happen. Hallelujah. In the philos type of love. Then there is arrows. Arrows love is a physical and a romantic love. Much of what the, the media portrays as being just what they call love. Love is more than just this physical and romantic love. Love is something with arrows that you have to have a deep connection of friendship. And you got to have a deep connection of companionship and a deep connection of trust to have this type of love. Arrows is something where you have allowed yourself to be vulnerable to someone. And you have allowed yourself to be in love with them in the point where their mind, body, and spirit connects with yours. This is arrows love, the physical being where you become one with a person. That's the arrows love. But the greatest love of all is the agape love. Agape love is the selfless and unconditional love. Love that is uh, considered as brotherly love, the affection and goodwill towards men, the love. And when we love like this, we are seeking to give to others. Amen. Jesus died with agape love for us. He sacrificed his life for our sins and God willingly gave up his only son to live and die on our behalf. Just because he loved us. He's seen what was going on in the world. And he said, I've got to send my son to do something about this. So he sent his son willingly to die for us. How many would send their child to die for ratchet people? Or for those that are not worthy of our seed? As a sacrifice. My God. But God loved his, his children and his people enough to send his only begotten son. 1 Corinthians 13 and 4 says. 
Love is patient. <laughs> How many are patient? We get tempers and we act out in rages and we're quick to jump to conclusions because we have no patience. But it says love is patient. Love is patient is what this word says. But we are not patient as people. Do you really have love? It says love is kind. But we're mean and we're cruel to people. And we have no compassion and no love for others. We're quick to say things that exempt from our mouths out of anger because we're not being kind. But it says love is kind. It says love does not envy. But we envy our friends when they get blessed. And girl, she thinks she's better than us. No, she is just in her seizing of being blessed. We envy ministries because it looked like they're prospering because of the size and the multitude of believers. But all they have is dysfunctional issues because the pastors, but they go on to say and believe that they have something because they belong to something. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. But we have to give a shout out every time we bless folk. We, we say what we've done for them. We got to show an example and take pictures of what we have bought. Or take pictures of what we have done for somebody. We not doing it in the secret of our own selves. But we're boasting out and showing what we've done for somebody. That's not love. Because love does not boast and be all open with what you're doing. You're boasting. You're not loving on the person. My God, you helped me today. Love is not proud. But we say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. And we run and display our love like we are the only ones on earth that are proud of who we are instead of being who you are and being proud. We dress alike and we display this happiness and we're behind closed doors and there's hell and dysfunction but we're proud to display the good and not the bad hallelujah love what is love love does not dishonor others but we're first to call and call folk out of their names and break them with the words that come from our mouths by discrediting them. Love isn't this type of love because you're supposed to honor people and not dishonor. We are quick to talk about what they are not good for and what they have done and we're, we're quick to talk about them and we're quick to discredit them as soon as some things come up that have hurt you. And instead of recognizing the hurt that's in you, we recognize things as the hurt that, be, that has been trained from them to you. Love is, doesn't dishonor people. Love isn't self-seeking. But we have egos that rise up. We tend to boost our own egos for self. 
We get the big head when we have achieved one thing. Hallelujah. We don't think of the grace and the favor of God that granted you the ability to do what you did. Hallelujah. But we get the big heads and, and, and we try to say and examine that we are this bigger person than who we truly are. But it's only by God's grace that you're not six feet under. And it's only by God's grace that you're not doing 30 years in county. It's only by God's grace that you're not a victim of AIDS or herpes. It's only by his grace that you're not one of them. But we're quick to be self-seeking and self-righteous. And we're quick to put ourselves above others. We're quick to say that we're better than them. No, it's only by God's grace. And his mercy that keeps us from being a, a tragedy and a, a tragedy. It's only by God's grace that we're allowed to be above them. But we're not above them. They just have situations and circumstances that has allowed them to be where they're at. But we got to recognize that God's grace has kept us, my God. Love is not easily angered, but let someone come and push your button right and watch what changes. The demons that you didn't even know exist in you begins to rise up. Love keeps no record of wrongs. But the first argument that we have with our loved ones, we hear about everything wrong. That we've done even back to your childhood. Even after you have apologized. Even after you have asked for forgiveness. We still latch on to the wrong that someone has done. Love keeps no record of wrongdoing. What if Jesus kept record of everything that we've done? What if Jesus kept record of every time we slipped up and fell? What if Jesus kept record of every time that you went against him or did something you know that you didn't have no business doing? What if Jesus kept record of your wrongdoings? Love keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices in truth. Now, we're quick to... To be in a place when, when evil happens, like, well, that's what they get. They deserve what happened. They deserve this type of um, situation. That's what they get. We, we're, we're boasting in the evil part. But we're not rejoicing with them when they come out. My God. We're supposed to love people where they're at. And not delight when they're down. And delight when they're, they're going through the things that they're going through. And this is... What pushes them back to God? We're quick to look at their circumstances and seeing where they're at in their circumstances by not looking at where they're at in Christ and the potential that they can serve and the potential that they have. Because sometime long ago, you were there too. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices in truth, that's why they said that the shepherd 
leaves the 99 and goes after the one because the one is just as important as the 99 because you can't be okay with the one getting away if you're a true shepherd because you care about even the lost ones as much as you care about those that are found. You care about the ones that's all right as much as you care about the ones that aren't all right. That's what a true shepherd is concerned about is those that ain't all right. Because once in a point of time, I wasn't all right. And I know how that felt to not have someone care about when I wasn't all right. A shepherd is one that cares for those that are sick. And it don't have to be physically sick. It could be mentally and spiritually sick. We have some sick folk in ministry. That's what restoration is all about is healing and allowing you to heal in your process. Love always protects. Love always protects. Are you protecting those that are lost are you protecting those that are going through things are you protecting those that are out there are you protecting the homeless are you protecting those that that have lost connection with christ are you protecting them love always hopes hmm. and it always Preserves. Are you preserving what God showed you about someone? Are you there and giving hope? Are you there betraying the love that God has assigned for us to do? And love never fails. We fail our brothers and sisters by not uplifting. We fail our brothers and sisters by not checking on them. We fail them by not giving them exactly what is needed. We fail them by not calling to say, hey, I love you. Even though I have not seen you or, hey, I'm not getting a chance to stop by, but I wanted you to know that I was thinking about you and I care. Love takes accountability for that. Are you a hold accountable as a Christian? Not even as, as a church member. You are held accountable as even being a Christian. Hallelujah. We are quick to say we love. But do we? Love is love. Jesus says we have mastered how to love, we have conquered the greatest commandment. And that is love. Do you love me? Do you love me? 13 says, now these three remain. There's faith. There's hope. And there's love. But the greatest is love. Do you love me? You can't love me if you don't love me. 
Jesus is saying, you can't love me if you can't love me in my people. Jesus is saying, you can't love me if you can't love me that's in my people. You can't love me if you're displaying the things that don't show love. Jesus is saying, you can't love me if you're showing boast and you're showing envy, if you're showing signs of not being patient, if you're showing anger, you can't love me. You can't love me. You can't love me if, if you're not kind to your brothers and sisters. You can't love me if you don't have patience. You can't love me. Do you love me? Do you love me? Jesus died and sacrificed for love. He sacrificed himself for love. You can love me if you do the will of God. You can love me if you trust his process. You can love me if you take self out of righteousness. You can love me If it's in your heart to love. You can love me. If you change the way you think. As a man. And change the way that your. Your attitude is towards men. You can love me. If your heart is in it. You can love me. Just because. You're allowing yourself to die. And allowing God to fill you up. You can't love God. And love man. You can't love God. And serve two masters. You can't love God. So my question is. Who do you love? Today. Who do you love? The song plays in mind. Who do you love? Are you for sure? Who do you love? Are you for sure? Because you got to be for sure in this road and then in this journey that your love don't hurt and bleed on someone else. That your love does not display the love that you thought was love from what media says love is. You can't be in a place that you aren't patient with your love. You can't display love if you're doing wrong. You can't display love. When you're proud, 
You can't display love when you're not kind. You can't display love when you're envious of others. That's not love. Love is kind. Love is patient. Hallelujah. Who do you love? And are you for sure? Are you trusting God's purpose for your life? Are you trusting the process of allowing God's spirit to move and allowing God to be the author and finisher of your faith? Who do you love? You can't love God if you're inclusive and not inclusive to what the Spirit has for you. Your spiritual man is important. Are you the example of what God really wanted us to to be? Are you the example of why he sacrificed his life? Are you the example of what love is? Who do you love? Are you for sure? Hallelujah. Eli. Ask God. Why are there so many questionable people that love differently? And God showed me it's because they don't truly love me. The wrongs of the world is because people don't exhibit how God intended for them to see him. It's because they have their own agenda and their own definition of what love is. If they under, only understand the true meaning of, of love and understand God's purpose of love. We wouldn't have the issues that we have today. People are judged by the color of their skin. They're judged by their mental capacity. They're judged by their gender. They're judged by their sexual orientation. They're judged by things that men have put in the mind of men. They're judged by their educational level. They're judged by their handicaps. They're judged by their disabilities. They're judged by their, their capabilities. They're judged by their language. They're judged by their hurt. They're judged by things that has happened to them, to them in the past. They're judged 
by something that they have learned. We've got to change the way people love. And it starts with self. You got to change and scrub and clean the inside of self. That's by renewing of the mind. Allowing God to give you every bit of him and none of us. Our thinking should be love always. Our thinking should be exhibiting what would Jesus do? Who Jesus is. What his purpose and plan was for us. That's what we should be exhibiting every day of our lives. But instead we tear down. And we boast about it. So there may be one today that that is struggling in these areas. There may be one that is having difficulty in seeing who they truly are supposed to be. That's why we at Restoration, we're doing these spiritual assessments, spiritual gifts to clean up some stuff that we have been messed up in. There may be one, if you are, amen, we have ministers and leaders that will pray for you. You can also contact me. I will be more than happy to pray. Amen. Um, restoration. <clears throat> is um, we're in the blessing business of helping others. Amen. We try very hard to to exhibit that type of love uh, through our leaders. And I'm grateful for our leaders. I'm grateful for our, our church. Amen. That we can come together and love on each other. Amen. And love you exactly where you're at. We don't, we don't try to make you more than what you can be. Amen. But we love you exactly where you're at. And I'm grateful. Amen. For our family. Amen. I'm grateful for restoration and what God is doing in this ministry. But there may be one. Please get in contact with us. Amen. Please, please. There's an issue or a need. Or if you just need someone to to be there for you, even if it's if it's just something that you need someone to listen to, amen. If it's something I can't help you get through, amen, I'll lead you in the right direction. We have counselors and we have ministers, we have <clears throat> people that are, are certified uh, to help, amen. So we have some different folks that can help. And we want to, to help you. Amen. May God bless.